what were you not expecting that happened? Like, what really took you by surprise? I would say the days kind of blending together. And, you know, I've always heard, like, oh, time will go, you know, the blink of an eye. Like, they'll be 18, like, sooner than you know it. Mm. And I'm telling you, this year has gone by so fast to me. It kind of scares me. And I, I don't want to miss mm. out on my son's life because I'm so consumed in expanding my brand and, you know, doing mm -hmm. schoolwork and going to work every day. I really don't want to miss out on his life, and I feel like I, I have missed so many things. Everyone, welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. I've got Luke Ross with Dad's Digging Deeper. He's got an awesome dad brand he started up um, recently, and he's has very good blogs on his website check him out and he even wrote one for rising father and he's got really quality stuff so welcome luke hey chris thanks for having me i really really appreciate it and uh yeah dad's digging deeper is a website i made about a year ago and you know after becoming a father and it's really taken off and i just love writing and i love you know talking about parenting and just being a dad in general, so. Awesome, know, man. Not, so what made you start Dad's Digging Deeper? Um, You know what? Originally, it was for my resume. You know, I'm in college for uh, digital marketing and advertising. Okay. So, yeah, at first, I just wanted, you know, something to be put on my resume for, uh, it's called content writing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a good, like, topic to choose considering I was about to become a dad and, uh. Yeah, and then after I started writing, I just kind of fell in love with it. I liked people like emailing me, you know, asking me things, asking me for advice. And yeah, it just kind of became this thing that I became addicted with, um, you know, mm -hmm. creating a brand and influencing people. I mean, it's still very, very young, but yeah. uh, it's definitely like my favorite hobby that I do. So, you know, for hopefully sure. one day I could expand and you know, uh, just grow into something more. Yeah. So what do you want to do um, full-time? Like you be an online marketer, advertising agency, something like that? Yeah, so uh, after I graduate here in spring, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, land a job, hopefully with a Fortune 500 company uh, in digital marketing and advertising. So, but you know, until then, um, I'm, I live in Arizona and I mm. work outside, I'm a land surveyor. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'm working full time, I'm coming home, I'm a student full time. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I'm doing the website stuff. It's, it's a lot, but you know, I'm, I'm in love with it. So, and I like staying busy. Oh yeah, definitely. Me too. When do you, so when do you get your blog writing done? Cause that can be a time consuming thing. Oh yeah. Um, the weekends, you know, if I have time during the week, I'd try to, you know, write something, but yeah, I would say, I mean, it doesn't take too long. Like, usually they're only like five minute to seven minute reads. I try to keep it mm -hmm. around there. But, uh, yeah, and I'm also getting a minor in uh, creative writing, so that it helps a little too, just being able yeah. to, you know, put words on paper that kind of makes sense. For sure. Yeah, I, I re I've been reading your stuff, and you've you got a really professional way of writing, and I can tell. So, are you taking some college classes that are, um, you know, telling you, like, you know the citations and all the the correct ways to do it online oh yeah yeah um well for article writing i'm not taking classes on you know on that i'm kind of yeah. just learning from what i see and mm -hmm. have read myself but mm -hmm. uh yeah i try to you know keep my citations i, I don't honestly use too much it's kind of more of a creative like free flow kind of blog type thing but i have been uh, posting some stuff about like the news and politics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw but, some uh, reviews on your website. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing those too, and yeah, I'm just trying to grow. Dad's digging deeper, basically, into something like you know, rising father, and one day. So hopefully, yeah. that's that's like a, a dream. Yeah, man, well, you're, you're off to a great start. It's it's there's so many over the past two years. I've seen so many brands, dad brands, explode and. 
oh, um, yeah. take, take off and there's so many new ones there's um, so many on instagram it's crazy yeah and there's i mean over the past year it's i've seen like tenfold jumping jumping yeah. up yeah i um, wonder why that is too i don't know i'm not i'm honestly not sure um because whenever i first got into it it, was only, it, was only, it wasn't that long ago it was only a year and a half ago like yeah during covid uh, in the march i first started rising father um so next march will be two years that i've been doing it um oh, wow. and there there wasn't a lot to be there wasn't as many or maybe i just was unaware of it because the more you are in the niche the more instagram will show you you yeah. know that kind of material uh-huh. um but yeah over the past year i've seen tons and tons of them pop up but it's hard you know not all of them are quality and it's hard to kind of stay on message and have a brand that looks professional which i think yeah. you're doing a really good job of you know there's Thank a few you. there's a few dad brands who are doing a good job of making a professional brand and you know there's most other people kind of use it as like a personal journal and they yeah. kind of throw any throw anything out there but have being able to like stick to a message no matter what you're feeling that day and put out the same kind of content that you want to put out is like a, a, a gap that I think a lot of people who are just getting started have a hard time doing. I think oh, yeah. you, be, you know, being in college and being in marketing and online business kind of minded probably helps a little bit with that. Yeah, I would say it helps. You know, I, I have posted stuff that's, you know, kind of helps me mentally and it's not really for like, you know, my target audience. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, some people like that type of stuff, like opening up and, you know, really digging deeper into like emotions and mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? Like not embarrassing things, but kind of just you know just being open and like being honest with like your emotions and just how you're really feeling instead of putting on this like fake uh not fakeness but you know vulnerability that's what i'm trying to say it's some Mm -hmm. people like that type of material and what are you trying to do with dads digging deeper like what is your what is your main message you're trying to get through to dads out there um you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old. It was really hard when uh, my wife became, got pregnant and I kind of have no support system and I kind of had to figure it out on my own. And I think a lot of, you know, young guys like me and like you have been uh, kind of sharing the same experience. And I just wanted to like, you know, let other dads and people know that we have like a place in society and like good dads could really contribute to like the success of like the country. I mean, not to get political, but, you know, dads have such an important role in our society, you know, being there for their kids, being a good role model, teaching them the right things to do and, you know, the difference between good or bad and i feel like if there's more good dads around like we wouldn't have all the problems that we have today and in the in the u.s and around the world really absolutely yeah that's that's the main like mission just spreading awareness you know letting dads know that you know you don't have to be perfect to be a dad like whatsoever nobody's perfect and i just think uh a lot of men like put on this uh mask of you know being strong and being invincible like they don't have feelings like they're absolutely like perfect they go to work every single day no matter what Mm. and that's just not the way it should be like men should be able to let loose and show their other side once in a while and i think that that dads who are trying to provide and protect for their family all the time like constantly like they need to know that because it's not it's not realistic. You can't keep keep that up for the rest of your life. You're gonna go crazy. Keep up the nonstop grind hustle. Yes, yeah, and and just the you know I'm I'm invincible. I don't feel emotions. I don't cry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a big message that a lot of you know dad brands and famous tough guys have is that you know you are invincible. That you need to 
grind every single day, 24 hours a day, and you know, be ripped and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And that's a that's an attractive selling point for a lot of people to go after. Um, and that, you know, because obviously, you know, I want to be ripped. I want to be, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be all these things. Um, so it's really easy if you're a guy who's not that to say, hey, that's what I want to be. You know, I want to be all of those things. Yeah. And if you're if that's your brand and if that's what you what you're preaching, then you're going to get a lot of people who want to be that. And then you're going to create a lot of guys who think along those same lines. So it's it's uh-huh. nice to hear you um, say that, hey, we can all chill out a little bit, um, still be great dads. We don't have to be perfect. Um, just be yourself. And a lot, I, I like a lot of your recent articles. Um, you've been talking about, you know, kind of mental health aspects. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've really been hitting on that recently. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't know how much you follow Braver Man. Um, Dr. Pierre Azam, I think his name is. Oh, I, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's got a pretty big channel on Instagram. He's he's a uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. I think psychologist. Deals mostly mostly with men's mental health, and he's I'm doing a podcast with him next week. I already talked to him for an hour, but he's so good at this. Just deals with this day in and day out, talking about um, fathers and trauma and how guys, you know, they beat themselves up so much. Oh like, yeah. Most of the issues they have, they're just putting on themselves because they think, I have to hit this benchmark. I have to be this to somebody, and if I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a failure. And they're kind of that's, killing themselves. That's so true. And you know what? It's kind of funny that you bring that up. Like I'm not afraid to admit that I'm in I'm in therapy, and I just started going like a couple months ago. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about that because more and more people are. So I, I'd love oh, to hear yeah. your experience with it. Yeah, no, I'm totally like open. Ask me anything. But we talked specifically about about that, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like we set these responsibilities up for ourselves and then we, we beat ourselves up if we don't meet them. Like, you know, like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And if, if you don't do it, it puts you in a bad mood. It, uh, yeah. You know, you become irritable. You, uh, you know, fight with your wife a little about it. But who's telling you to do those things? Like, it's only you. You don't have to do anything. You know You know what I'm trying to say? Like, don't set up these impossible tasks that you have to keep. And if you don't keep them, then, you know, it's just going to affect you on your day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's – there's um, there's a lot there. And I think it's you – know, in, one, in one aspect, you know, you do want to give yourself guidelines and structures and principles to live your life by. Oh, yeah. um, but, that, but at the same time, there's a type of person, like a perfectionist person or an overworking person who can, be, who can become obsessive. And I know I have that in me where yeah, I can I where I can put these goals that are unrealistic. So I, I see where I am right now. I can see where I want to be. And whenever you're not where you want to be, you beat yourself up every single day until you get to that point. Yes. And yeah. if you would just if I would just relax and do the daily habits that would take me there, you could also be happy on your way. So that's something that I personally am working at is just, you know, I, so I'm this weight now, a year from now I want to be this weight or I want to do this physical thing, you know. Just because I'm not at my goal right now doesn't mean I can't enjoy my life along the way. Exactly. And that's Because then once you get to that goal, you're just going to want to hit the next one and then you could just put yourself in this constant cycle of never being content with where you are yeah that's very very well said but um yeah no i completely agree and i i have a tendency to do that a lot too but uh yeah it's definitely a problem that a lot of guys have i would say yeah um one thing i talked to i just did an interview with um ferocious fatherhood he's uh oh wow you got a he got a brand a dad brand You, you know him at all yeah, I was actually on his podcast like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I think he's he's an, he's a military guy also. Yes. Yeah. Um, so different than you because you're uh, you're a marine, right? Yes. Yeah, I did four years and I was in the infantry. It was definitely you know a good experience, but uh, you know I don't make it my personality like a lot of veterans do. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not your it, whole identity. Exactly. It it definitely set me up for success. You learn a lot of good things in the military mm-hmm. and it instills discipline, integrity and a lot of stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day when you get out, you know, you're still you. You're not 
you know, nobody's going to yell at you or, you know, make you do push-ups or whatever uh, if if you don't, you know, do those things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. My dad was in the military for 23 years. My mom mm-hmm. was in the military. So it was definitely like a, a family tradition thing. Yeah. He was telling – I was really surprised. Um, he told me that there's a big issue with – guys coming home from service and their families just being gone. I didn't even know that was a thing. He was saying that like husbands, wives, like they'll leave each other while they're deployed and they'll just take their kids and they'll come home to an empty house. Yeah. That's very, very common. I've never even heard of this. Yeah. It's called, uh, well in the Marine Corps, we call it getting jodied. So the guy, the other guy when you're on deployment is named Jody, I guess. Mm. But yeah, no, it's, it's very common and it happens all the time i don't i don't know why either it's just you know a lot of young military guys get married early mm-hmm. and you know 18 19 years old and that's probably a huge factor you know they're just not at the maturity level yet so and they just want to lock someone down but while they're gone before they're yeah. gone yeah that's probably it yeah i was really shocked to hear that i couldn't believe it i just can't imagine being overseas serving your country and possibly getting shot at and having to deal with that also in the back of your head oh yeah yeah it messes up a lot of guys i had a girlfriend when i was in and i went to korea for a couple months and uh Mm -hmm. you know that didn't happen but you know when you're so when you're young you're very like influenced by uh you know whatever is in your life Mm -hmm. and i could not stop thinking about her when i was in the marine corps and like that's let's I missed out on so many like opportunities to advance my career and, you know, really like uh, be with my brothers and like develop like deeper friendships because I was so focused on this, on this, my ex-girlfriend. So, Mm. yeah, a lot of guys get affected by that, I think. Yeah. And I would imagine while you're overseas surrounded by dudes um, that that memory of a you know, an attractive lady back home is can definitely be what you're thinking about all the time. You know, it's the yeah, one place you get yeah. comfort. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I, I can imagine that would happen a lot. Um, so let's talk about your your brand more. So, Dad's digging deeper. When when did you first start this? Was it like a year ago, a little less than a year ago? Um, yeah, you know, I think it was. I think it's about to be a year. I think it was last mm-hmm. November. I started out on the Medium platform. Do you know what that yep. is? Yeah, I, I when I posted your article on Rising Father, I saw the Medium stuff. Uh, I, know, okay. I don't know anything about it, though. Uh, it's a company owned by Twitter. It's basically like uh, Substack, kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, it's less developed than Substack. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty good. That's what I started out on uh, last November. I just started writing, you know, with the intentions of putting it on my resume. Like, oh, I have, you know, this this many views on this article you know yep. content writing copywriting mm-hmm. but uh yeah about a year and it's been this year has flown by absolutely, absolutely. crazy I, I can't believe it and i think you know the birth of my son and just all that it really makes time just go so fast how old your son now yeah he's a year and three months that's crazy yeah, my son's going to turn nine in January. Oh, and that's good. Yeah, but that's I remember. A good age. It's yeah, but the, I, I mean, those eight, those young years are magical. They're crazy. I mean, yeah, especially like then, and I like three, four, five years old. The you know they start to get some great personality, and man, yeah, they can have some he's, amazing moments. He's just getting his little you know uniqueness to him. He's he laughs at the funniest things. He's he's a goofy little guy, just like just like his dad. So, God, I love him so much. I really do. And you know, becoming a dad changed me so much. It's like I'm a completely different person in all the good ways. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't not be. I mean, you're, and you can. You know, people are like, oh, I've got a dog. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's like, no, it's different. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, whenever you've got a kid that you love so much at home who's just amazing, you know, they're like your new best friend, and you just can't wait to get home from work and hang out with them. It's 
it can you can't not be different. Like it yeah. changes you so much. It just consumes so much of your brain. And hopefully you're like and one nice thing about like one of the reasons I started Rising Father and I'm sure you did for Dad Zigging Deeper is the things I want to consume my thoughts, I want to be productive, good things for myself. You know, like for Dad Zigging Deeper, you're thinking about how to be a better father, you know, man stuff, like how to be a better you. So you're thinking about this all the time, putting it into words, putting it into, you know, content. So it's like filling your brain. You could also have like a, you know, a toe fetish brand and be thinking about that all day. <laughs> or, a, or yeah. you know, some other type, like some political brand that's really nasty and toxic and be thinking about that all the time. Uh -huh. so, so it's just so great to, you know, see people doing that and filling their brains. And I'm sure, you know, having a one-year-old at home influences like your writing in the, the direction that you're heading. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it does like subconsciously too, but uh yeah, I mean you brought up something I actually wanted to hit on real fast. Mm -hmm. Like us as as dads who kind of share the same mindset, you know, all the all the dad pages, all the, you know, dads writing and posting content. Like we share that mindset. But so many like you could call them dads, but they're not really dads cuz you know, they have kids and they don't think the same way at all. You know, there's so many like if you look up the statistics of, you know, fathers who aren't in the homes of their mm. of their children, it's it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, part of me just wants to ask somebody who like abandons their kids, like, how could you possibly do that? And I, I understand there's external external factors in certain situations, but for the most part, from what I've seen, and from guys I've personally known who have kids, like they're just immature guys who don't want to, you know, be responsible and, you know, uh, do what they have to do to become like a father to that child. And they're, I just will never understand it. And I, I don't think like, uh, of course, like us spreading the word of, you know, dads and becoming better, like it, it certainly has an impact, but there's just something... I'm not sure if it's engraved in uh, a man's DNA, like for for those guys, like they're they're never gonna change. There's just something about people like that. I hope they do. Cause I, I do too. Not for yeah. their sake, but for their kids' sake. Because I think about, you know, their how my son and daughter like want so badly for me to be there with them. Like my daughter. Just before this podcast, she's hurt. She's out with my son and wife doing CrossFit right now. And I played with her for an hour after work. And then I'm setting this equipment up and doing other things. And she's kept on coming in. She's like, Dad, can you play with me for another 10 minutes? I was like, I can't. I don't have time. I just did a, you know, an hour straight with her. And then my son was doing something else while I was playing with my daughter. Then he came in. He was like, Dad, can you please play for me for just a couple minutes before I go to CrossFit? I was like, I can. We can take a walk. We can play when you get home. Um, he's like, please, just a couple minutes. And I, it tears me. Like I can't. You know, there's yeah. a there, there's a point where you just can't. And you know, I I'm really intentional about my, the time I spend with them. Like when they come home, I'm gonna take them on a walk. We're gonna I'll read them a story. We're gonna spend time together. Um, but like they want so badly for their parents to be with them, and it's hard for us. Like we don't especially the older we get, we kind of forget what we thought of our parents back when we were their age. Like even if your parents were mean to you and you had didn't have a great relationship, there was probably a time when you did have a good relationship and when they meant everything to you before the bad stuff happened. You know, uh -huh. and some people had no bad stuff happen. They had a great childhood. And like I remember I grew up in a huge family. I have eight brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Two-bedroom house. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> but – I remember just because we didn't get a lot of time with each individual parent and they would do these things called turnouts where they would take each of us out one day a month, like they would rotate. And I would just be waiting for months for my turn to go out with my parents. Aww. And I would just think about it all the time, you know, and but I, I can still remember what that was like. So there's kids feeling that way. And just the thought of a parent, dad or mom, not giving their kid that time. And just seeing the sadness on their kid's face and just feeling that loss, it just tears you up. I mean, that that's what keeps me motivated to give my kids all the time I can. It's like I never, ever 
want to put that feeling in them of I don't have my dad. Yeah. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Like I, I get home from work and my son's little face just lights up and I spend like 30 minutes usually with them just rolling around on the bed and laughing. And I just, I can't understand that, that people could do something so not, not evil, but like just have no content for their kids or no, like they don't think about their feelings and their emotions and, and their development. So yeah, it's just, it's really saddening. So is something you like one of your long-term goals, I know you said you wanted to work for a fortune 500 company, be in advertising. Um, is one of your long-term goals to do, to run a brand full time where it kind of frees up your time a little bit more and you don't have to drive to a job, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, you know, what I had in mind when I first started at uh, dad's digging mm -hmm. deeper. Um, you know, I thought it would be a lot easier because it's not easy whatsoever. A lot of work no. goes into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my long-term goals to, you know, make a, uh, profitable like side income that will help out and you know maybe even one day like solely rely on on that income mm -hmm. yeah I mean it, it's like especially a blog style um, business takes time for that traffic to build up oh yeah um, how has it been on medium has that been beneficial to you because um, that's completely new to me has that been driving traffic for you at all um, you know it's kind of hard to say. I haven't really figured out their algorithm yet. Mm -hmm. Like, but I get, I get like 40 to 50 like reads on my articles on medium. And then, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it, it just depends. Like I said, it's owned by Twitter and mm -hmm. you know, like with Twitter and their kind of biased beliefs somewhat, um, <laughs> you have to be careful. Yeah, I saw some pictures of guns on your stuff. I'm sure they don't like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful about what you write about and the words you say and mm -hmm. i feel like i'm just not too good of doing that yet so yeah yeah i mean it's it's a good platform though it definitely you know spreads you know gets some engagement and uh reaches a little bit more of an audience yeah i'll have to look into that i've, I've never done anything with that um are you on what other social media channels are you on are you on instagram medium Gosh, or do you have a tiktok or facebook or anything yeah, I'm pretty much on everything. Okay. It takes up a lot of time. I'm on Instagram yeah. is my main one. I'm on mm -hmm. TikTok. I recently just made a Facebook a couple of weeks ago that I'm trying to grow. Mm -hmm. um, I have the Dad's Digging Deeper website that uh, yeah. is probably the second main one, but you know it should be the first. And then I think if I said TikTok, Twitter. Oh, I also have an Amazon storefront, which I recently just became an Amazon influencer program which is uh, completely new to me as well. but um, What do you do there? Do you sell Dad's Digging Deeper merch, or do you do, like, other things? Um, so it's specifically for Amazon products. Mm -hmm. So you could write, you know, I'm sorry if you hear my son in the background. No, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's perfect for this podcast. Okay, yeah. It's a crazy house we have here. Yeah, but, no problems. Um, yeah, you write reviews and, you know, blog posts about Amazon products. You can make mm -hmm. lists on your Amazon storefront and, uh, you know, just stuff like that. Just I, the reason I joined that is to, you know, just spread the brand a little a little more. But it is it is hard to keep up with everything and give the yeah. you know, right amount of attention to all of those platforms. It is. It's really hard. Um, the only thing I the only advice I would give with that is make your content so it can be shared amongst all the platforms you yeah. know like yeah if you're going to do real type videos make sure that it can be shared on youtube tiktok and you know youtube shorts are great so facebook reels are taking off too so oh yeah yeah time saver for that yeah that's, that's awesome. funny just yesterday i actually saw my wife scrolling through uh facebook whatever they call it facebook reels yep and I said, uh, you know, who who goes through Facebook Reels? And she said, oh, I've been watching them recently. But, uh, yeah, TikTok is massive, but it's nice to see, you know, Facebook and Instagram both kind of giving more attention to the whole Reels, you know, short 15-second mm -hmm. video thing. 
Yeah, man, Facebook Reels, because I think everyone says Facebook is dying so often. Facebook is trying to really, really boost their real type of um, content. Like one of my one of my buddies who has his own personal brand, he went from zero, not zero, probably a thousand. He's at three hundred fifty-six thousand followers on Facebook right now. Wow! From just by posting Facebook Reels, he just does one video, puts it on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, the exact same video. And you know, and each one, like if his Facebook Facebook following goes up, then his Instagram and YouTube goes up, and they just kind of help each other. But if you're making different types of content for every platform, then it can be a huge time suck, and that's like the only thing you do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's gotta be smart about what you do. Yeah, um, that's a, a good point. Yeah, so let's talk about advertising because I have an advertising agency. I have a real estate advertising agency. Oh wow. Um, um, I spend most of my time with Rising Father because the other one's kind of self-managed. Um, but what are you looking to – like you trying to be like on the Mad Men show or what's <laughs> – you want your uh, own? You mean after I graduate? Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping to – well, I want the digital marketing specialist, uh, you know, entry-level, you know, job title first because mm -hmm. uh, I've learned quickly that digital marketing – and advertising online is very, very hard. And not that I chose the degree because it was going to be easy, but I, it's just not what I thought. It's actually very so hard than uh, more so than I thought. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm just trying to you know break into you know digital marketing as a whole, and hopefully I could you know use the knowledge that I gained through college and through uh, you know my future career to boost uh, dad's digging deeper and hopefully hopefully they'll both uh, complement each other nicely so yeah absolutely i mean you've got you're gonna have such an advantage um competitively with your competition being you know professional about it and if you get a job as a digital marketer um and an actual professional advertiser i mean you, all that stuff you can just put into your brand and Start if you if you've you've got that one automated, it's running well. You can start another brand and do the exact same thing. And that's the nice thing about building these online digital assets is once you figure out the formula, you can just duplicate it to anything you want, or you can teach other people how to do it. You know, there's a whole bit big business for that too. That's that's so true. That's yeah, that gives me some hope. So yeah, hopefully yeah, man. I mean, that. if you figure out how to make a profitable brand in fatherhood, why can't you? do that in golf if you if you like golf why can't you yeah. do that for uh -huh. diy or guns or anything i mean it's it's all it's all the same thing like it's all formulaic it's just a pattern um you know and if you can figure out how to be really efficient about it and then you can pay some virtual assistant out in uh you know anywhere to just run it for you and then you've got steady streams of income coming in from by just doing these brands i love the i love brands you know got rising father is kind of a big one for me but if you have a little couple small side projects that you know exactly what you're doing man it's great yeah yeah i i love it too i love you know creating and expanding and you know influencing people but uh yeah that that really i'm looking forward to you know having some free time to actually work on dad's digging deeper with the amount of time i would like to and then maybe yeah. maybe creating some uh in the future like some other brands yeah but i mean you're you, know, you got you got lots of time you're good 24 you're fine you're just, <laughs> you know because you'll be i'm 35 you know whenever you're 35 oh, wow. when i'm whenever you're 35 like as long as you keep going and are consistent you know man you can have some crazy traffic going to your website by the time you're 35 yeah, I I really hope so. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's and then like once you once that's going, you just automate it and you're good to go, man. That's exciting. I'm happy for you. That's that's amazing. Yeah, thank you very much. So from your perspective, um and we're talking we talk a lot of business stuff. I love getting into all that, but um like with your brand and your your time as a marine and as a new father, um what do you see from your perspective as some of the biggest obstacles fathers are going through today? Gosh, there, there are so many. I'd say for me, one of my biggest obstacles is the work-life balance. Mm. You know, because 
you know, just, just like you, similar mindset. I'm always wanting to progress. I'm always wanting to learn new things. And I want to be a good employee at the company I'm at now. I want to, you know, be a good student. And I want to, you know, be a good content creator. And it, all those things just take up so much time. Yeah. And by the time I get home from my full-time job, I have homework due as a full-time student. It's hard to spend the quality time that I need to with my son. And I know it's only temporary for me, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of other dads who are probably feel the same way with their careers and their balance in life. And that's probably one of the biggest obstacles I've had in the short time I've actually been a father. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and then a second one would be mental health. You know, I, I know everybody doesn't deal with mental health problems, but I, I do. I had kind of a messed up childhood. And I feel like a lot of dads don't really address the trauma that they've had in their lives. And that's just such an important factor in being at your 100%. And I've learned recently, like, you really need to address those things that have happened in your life that are affecting you in the present. And uh, it's it's just really important for you to be fully effective as a dad. But yeah, those those are big obstacles I've I've learned. Yeah, you mentioned therapy, um, and you say you started that what two months ago? Yeah, yeah, about two months ago. Okay. Um, and you're okay with me asking you a couple questions about it? Oh no, yeah, ask ask me whatever. So are you going to someone in person or is this like a better help thing where it's online? Like what's your, what are you doing? So I go through the VA because I was, I'm a veteran, but, Mm -hmm. um, I started going in person, but I found that it was kind of too hectic for my schedule. So I started doing video and it, for me, it has the same effect. Okay. And, um, I also am, I, I'm with a grief counselor. So that's not through the VA, which I actually paid for. And uh, I actually made a post about her recently. She's amazing. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to deal with some grief that I had or still have from uh, my mom passing away in 2019. And uh, it's it's really helped. And I feel like I'm so busy. And for the last four years since it happened, I just haven't been able to correctly address it. And I thought I thought now would be a good time since I'm a dad now and I really need to, you know, be all there in my mind, all there. So, yeah. And you feel like it's really helped you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. In the short amount of time that I've you know been talking about the things that are affecting me, it's really, really helped. Not only because, like, it's like venting but i've quickly like identified like the things that happened in my childhood and why they not why they happened but why i am the way i am today because of certain things that happened in my childhood and then you know the the good things about like therapists and grief coaches or life coaches like they Mm kind of guide you to what you already know because, uh, like, I already knew all those things, but I just needed somebody else to say it. And mm-hmm. and then in, in my mind, I'm like, now that I know why, like, I feel this way or I'm anxious or depressed, it's because of this. And, you know, I know the steps to get better. And uh, it's it's really an amazing thing. I would I would recommend, you know, going to therapy for anybody, even with without grief or uh, grief or trauma or or whatever. Is this like a weekly call or what is it? Uh, my sessions with the VA are, you know, every two weeks. And then my grief coach is uh, every Saturday. Thanks for being so open about it. I know there's lots oh, yeah. of guys who are in that situation. And it's just good for them to hear that people are doing it, especially someone like you, you know, tough guy, yeah. Marine, um, John Hamm <laughs> type of character. Oh, no, um. no. I, 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 try, I try not to take myself so serious, especially like in the last year, I found that I'm not like this badass kind of guy. Like I'm 5'7". Like I feel like I'm a I'm a. Oh, you didn't have to reveal that, man. <laughs> well, I wear, I wear boots all the time. You know, it adds that extra couple inches. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've 
I'm just trying not to take myself so serious. I'm trying to like relax because my whole life I've been wound up and anxious mm. and stressed out, worried about you know one thing or another. And uh, the first couple of months of being a dad, like it was so hard for my wife and for me. And my son was actually born two months premature. And uh, wow. so it kind of came out of nowhere and we just weren't fully prepared. But um, yeah, those first couple of months were extremely hard. And uh, I just feel like, you know, I need to, I don't have to put on this act. I don't have to take myself so serious. I could kind of be myself and it's mm -hmm. really helped my mental, like uh, my mental health. That's great. Yeah, just to go back to what we said, so many guys put so much pressure on themselves and they oh, yeah. beat themselves up and create a lot of their own issues. Yeah, one you know, one of the things to to suffering that makes it so much worse is that that judgment of yourself mm -hmm. of like, you know, oh, you didn't take the trash out, so you know, <laughs> he's a bad he's a bad man, he's a bad husband. Mm -hmm. Like you you can't do that to yourself all the time. It's going to break you down. Yeah, there's and there's so many loopholes to that and everything we tell ourselves. Like to a guy for a guy like you, you are okay, you know, like cuz you're you have so much going on and you're regimented and you're successful and you're on your you've got goals and dreams. Um so you let yourself, you know, one of the one of the 100 things you do, you do 99 out of 100, you're going to be okay. Um but like you said, there's so many guys out there who are not like you. There's so many guys who are just um, don't have the same standards and live their lives differently. And for them, I feel like there's some guys who need, okay, you get up, you fix your bed, you brush your teeth, you go downstairs, you take out the trash, you do 20 push-ups, and then you drink a glass of water. <laughs> like some guys need an intervention. Oh, and yeah. I've met a lot of them over the past couple of years. And I just, that's not who I fill my life. I used to fill my life with. Um, so I didn't know they existed. Um, uh -huh. But through Rising Father, and I've, you know, I've got thousands of people in, a, in my Facebook group. I do, there's so many people um, that you get to know. Oh, yeah. And I do polls and I do questions and I talk to people and you just find out so much about people's lives. And there's a lot of guys who need that routine, who need the habits. And that's why it's great what you're doing. But what I'm trying to do is to help those people, guide them a little bit, show them, introduce them to other experts who can help them out, um, help them change their life. But yeah, I didn't know that there were, that that was the biggest problem as it is. Oh yeah. And I think with my generation or my generational cohort, it's definitely a huge problem and I've noticed it and you know I could be like that sometimes too I could you know not want to get up for work I could you know want to play a video game or whatever but the things those guys struggle with is balance again there's a balance you know everything in moderation but uh, yeah my time in the Marine Corps dealing with you know kids my age and younger you see a lot of that like uh, every Thursday in the Marine Corps is field day. That's basically where you clean like every surface that is, you know, viewable with your eyes. And we, uh, I was a team leader, so we would have to inspect our guys' rooms in the barracks. Mm -hmm. And it was, gosh, we had this guy named Corporal Early. He was from another unit. He came to our unit. His room was terrible. There was pizza boxes and trash everywhere like literally he has two beds because he's a corporal so you get you get no roommate and there's just pizza boxes and soda cans and like it was crazy and i couldn't understand how like somebody who's an adult could be like that like but um yeah it's it's a huge problem and not only in like cleanliness but it comes to you know dealing with responsibilities like i have a friend who uh you know, forgets to pay his bills. He just mm. uses uses a credit card whenever and piles up debt. And he has two kids. And mm. recently I had to give them some money and I haven't, you know, gotten paid back or any mention of it. And I'm like, like, how could you be like that as a man, as a dad, as, you know, 
somebody who people rely on. But, uh, you know, I try, I try not to judge, but it does, you know, I'm human. So it, it gets me a little upset, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do for those people, but you could, you could try, you know, helping them out. Yeah. I think for some guys it takes slow, consistent daily actions over years. You know, yeah. if you're 30 years old and 30 of those years were lived sloppily, and you've got 30 years of bad habits ingrained into yourself, then I think you need someone to take you by the hand and say, this is what you're going to do tomorrow, and then help you stay accountable and help you do it every single day until a year goes by. And then after a year goes by and you have 365 days of different behavior, I think then you can be a new person. Um, but you have to have like an intervention type of experience because you know making massive changes like that can't just happen like if you're a yeah. hundred pounds overweight you know you're you're gonna die in your mid-40s of a heart attack and you wake up at 11 o'clock every day and you're sloppy I mean you need a massive life change like literally everything you do in your life has to be different or you're you're gonna die in your 40s you yeah know? yeah like I'm... everything you do the next day has to be different exactly and a lot of people will never you know have that type of experience of an intervention type thing and it's it is sad but that's just reality i guess you were talking a lot about um being stressed out and mental health and how you deal with it what and so many guys have this issue um especially i think guys the older they get the the less they talk to people um the less they hang out with friends the oh, less yeah. they work out and all those things contribute to this massive mental health crisis that I think a lot of guys are in right now. What's something you do that helps you deal with the stress? So you're like, uh-oh, I can feel it coming. Man, I got to do something right now. Like, what do you do? So, yeah, when I was in, Marine, in the Marine Corps, I was in super, like, good shape. And then I got out, and then I had to work. And, you know, you don't have any energy you feel like to work out. And I kind of lost like the habits I had for about a mm. year, and my mental health was so bad, and I I was I wasn't like taking care of myself. So I started going to the gym again. I started lifting weights, and instantly my confidence was back. My mental health improved vastly, and it made such a huge difference in my life. I couldn't believe that I stopped working out initially. And I yep. feel like exercise and, you know, getting sun and vitamin D and taking care of your physical health really, really improves every aspect of your life. But that's definitely one of the things I do. Absolutely. That's it for me. I'm working out and jujitsu is my biggest one. Um, I think it's because there's, there's a schedule to it. It's, at, you know, it's four or five times a week. I go on this time. I'm paying for it. Which uh -huh. helps you stay accountable. Sometimes you have to just pay for something to make yourself do something. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. So there's a you know is not cheap. I go, my kids go, but man, there's after you know you got some. We have this 290 pound college wrestler who joined our gym, so I get to wrestle with him. Yeah, he's you know he's a white he's a white belt, but he's just destroying people. Wow. Um, yeah, he wrestled in college all through senior year. He's 290 pounds. He can squat like 600 pounds. So when you're rolling with that guy and he's, you know, on top of you, just shoving his, shoving your arm over your nose and putting all his, like, you're not thinking about the guy at work who is an asshole to you. You're just thinking about surviving that situation. Yes. And then you do that for 90 minutes straight. And at the end, like, yeah, it sucked for a little bit, but, but your stresses just aren't there anymore. Like oh, yeah. many times I've had stressful situations with, you know, rising father, with business things I'm trying to do that just aren't working out. And I'll have jujitsu at night. I'll get done with it. And I'm just, I'm a different person. Like I just feel different when it's done. Oh, it, yeah. this, I don't have the same thoughts. Like I could have, I could have this really specific thing that I'm upset about before jujitsu. I do jujitsu afterwards. The thought isn't there anymore. Or I see the thought. And I'm like, man, chill out, you idiot. That wasn't a big deal. Like, oh, and same yeah. thing with working out. It's exact same thing. Yeah, it makes such a huge difference. Like, if anybody ever comes to me with, a, like, a problem or, like, a stressor, I instantly tell them, like, oh, did you work out today? You need to go work out. You're going to yeah. look at it with a different perspective. It, it's mm -hmm. an amazing thing.
Yeah, and it's it can be you know martial arts, working out. Um, my like I said, my kids are at CrossFit right now. It helps them. Yeah. What do you that. like to do? What do you like to do? Um, as far as like physical activity. Yeah, like what's your workout? You a CrossFit I, guy? You a home gym guy? No, I I go to the gym. I go to a gym that's like literally five minutes away from me. I solely lift weights. I love lifting. It's like something I yeah. discovered in the Marine Corps. I love benching and squatting, deadlifting. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. I kind of wish I did CrossFit because it would definitely you know help me out. But uh, I just can't get over like the pump you feel after you know you lift. 265 pounds off your chest it's a lot of fun oh yeah 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 i love um lifting weights i'm not doing i had shoulder surgery like a year ago so i'm not doing any um i had a really and i think lifting weights effed it up i probably had bad form um (laughs) but yeah man it can get addicting like i just those chest days doing dumbbell presses dumbbell press was my thing but I think for me, I had my elbows out too far. Yeah, and it's common. Instead of down, instead of down like this, I think that effed me up. But yeah, it's just it's so much fun that slow, heavy lift. Um, now I do it's, it's called like hit training, but it's like super uh-huh. slow mo all the way to failure. I have, I've only been doing upper body once a week um, for like two months now. I'm trying it out, partly for shoulder rehab. Also, I'm just trying to see what it works see how it works and it's been going really good for me I, I, I really like it I'm getting some good results but you do like one muscle part all the way to failure once a week and it's supposed to have the same effects as the other one I'm, like I said I'm just trying it out for a couple months to see how it goes but I do miss the chest on Monday back on Tuesday <laughs> you know yeah. shoulders on Wednesday buys and tries on Thursday legs on Friday that routine and going getting the pump and all that the whole culture that came with it yeah the positive yeah. is that i'm at the gym a lot less right now but yeah i did love the whole weightlifting routine yeah you know uh the marine corps actually implemented a uh, hit in like 2016 and yeah i have some experience with it, it it's definitely a, a good thing for your body and it you know activates different muscle groups and it's kind of a uh, you know, if you have an injury, it's a great thing to do uh, instead of like weightlifting and CrossFit even. So, yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's awesome. I've been doing that for upper body. And then for my lower body, I do, I'm sure you know the knees over toes guy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Rogue and he does, he does a bunch of stuff, but all his like workouts. But I've been doing that for lower body and then the, the other thing for upper body and then jujitsu. So I get my workouts in. Yeah, that's great. Um, but there's nothing there's nothing better than that. And what happens whenever you work out like that is like you said, you kind of develop an identity and you said you lost your identity a little bit whenever you stopped working out. And I went through the same thing. Like if I look through my Google photos, you know, I've got a hundred thousand photos of my family on Google Photos now. And you go th- and I can track from the time me and my wife met all the way till now, like every single day. And it was I went from like before I met my wife um, I was back in Beachbody. I did P90X, which was like an old uh, oh. workout. It was super popular. I used to do it and too. I, I got shredded, man. I was living <laughs> by myself. I'm Right now I weigh um, 198. I got down to 167 and was just shredded. Wow. But I was by myself, living by myself. And I had like my meals in containers every single day of the week. <laughs> and no one to tempt me. And then I got married, and then for the next three years, you could just see weight gain. <laughs> and you could just see myself getting bigger and bigger. Like, I never got, like, huge or anything, but I was, like, 30, 40 pounds overweight. And then I'd always get, like, disgusted with myself and lose a bunch of weight, but then I'd go back up. Yeah. Um, and ever since starting for the last, like, two or three years, I've been – really ever since COVID, I've just been maintaining a pretty healthy weight. I think jujitsu is a big part of that. But whenever you go through those downturns, there were the cycles where you're not working out. It really does a hell of a job on your self identity and mental health, like you said, and like really your self identity, who you, how you view yourself, is important to what you do right now, how you treat your wife, how you treat your kids, and like what you're going to do in the future. Because if you're like I'm an athletic person, then you think, well, I'm going to do the kind of things that athletic people do. So, for you, 
and what how what what you see with guys how do you feel that self identity works into their daily actions and what are some issues that guys have with how they view themselves oh gosh your your identity influences every action you take during the day for me uh when i wasn't going to the gym my self confidence was down i would not want to go out in public i wouldn't want to take my family out to eat it really really affected me probably more so than most people but uh yeah how you view yourself affects your whole life it's it's so crazy but um you know going to the gym and you know physical activity really can like improve that identity and for me it increased my you know my confidence it i feel like there's some biological aspects to it like uh testosterone and stuff mm. like that but yeah the the benefits are endless do you feel like some fathers have an identity crisis that they develop yeah yeah i would say so like like you said about getting married i the same thing happened to me i got married and i kind of lost like who i was a little i don't i don't blame my wife but you know it happens to a lot of guys they stop doing you know uh the things that they used to do they start, you know, solely thinking about responsibilities and, you know, they get home from work, want to spend time with the family. They decide to eat fast food instead of like a high protein meal or whatever. Mm. And yeah, it, it has, it, it's crazy the amount of dads that go through that. It's, you know, the dad bod is a thing for a reason. And I feel <laughs> like a lot of dads should get back to that mindset of, hey, you could still, uh, <clears throat> You could still do those things you love. And, well, like your thing uh, with the CrossFit with your kids, I absolutely love that. I can't wait until my son can, you know, stand and walk around and I can work out with him. That's a great way to do it. You know, get your physical activity in while spending time with your family. And it's, yeah, that's awesome. It's really awesome. And you are a very, you're still, you know, not a, well, after you're a year in, you're not a new dad anymore, but it's <laughs> new compared to other people. What were you not expecting that happened? Like what really took you by surprise? I would say the days kind of blending together. And, you know, I've always heard like, oh, time will go, you know, the blink of an eye. Like they'll be 18, like sooner than you know it. Mm. And I'm telling you, this year has gone by so fast to me. It kind of scares me. And I, I don't want to miss mm. out on my son's life because I'm so consumed in expanding my brand and, you know, doing mm -hmm. schoolwork and going to work every day. I really don't want to miss out on his life. And I feel like I, I have missed so many things. And, you know, luckily my wife gets to work from home. So mm -hmm. she's with him all the time. But for me, like, it goes back to that work-life balance. I, I really need to work on that. I'm sure a lot of guys do. But uh, I just, that surprised me the most about becoming a dad is the how time goes so fast and you can't really do much to, to combat that. Yeah, there's a fine line. There's a trap that guys are in. You know, there's, do I hustle really hard and sacrifice time now for freedom later or do I cut out everything and stay where I'm at and make sure I have time right now and there's truth to both of them as long as you're doing it informed you know because if you have a mentor or a guide who can show you what to do that can show you how to skip the line and say hey if over the next six to 12 months, I can take you by the hand and show you how you can, you know, double your income with a brand or online business. Then when your kid is two to 18, you'll have more freedom and time than you've ever had in your life. Then that's worth it. It's not worth it. If you try to YouTube your success, if you try to DIY it and put yourself in circles and hustle and grind for 18 years, and then your kid goes off to college and you're like, Oh, I figured it out. <laughs> You know, but yeah, great. But now your kids are gone. Yeah. You know, now, like, what was the point of all that? Like, if the point for is 
for you to have more time with your family, more freedom, then you better have your shit in line. Like you better know what you're doing. And if that means paying someone to show you how to do it, then you do it. That means going to college or or paying for a course that shows you how to do it, then you do it. Because man, these, like you said, these years, these days, they are the most important ones you're ever going to have. And they go by so damn quick. Like I remember, I mean, my kids are six and eight right now. I remember being just like you and luck, you know, luckily I was, I was able to fix things while I was still young in the process. Cause if I'm grinding and hustling my ass off until my kids leave for college and then I hit this financial benchmark, but then they're gone, who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> like I, I'm not doing this for myself. You know, I'm not doing this so that I can have a, a yacht someday. It's like, no, I want freedom with my family right now. Yes. yes. And it's a, fine line that you have to like everyone has to decide how much time am i willing to invest in this and then most importantly do i know what i'm doing if i don't know what i'm doing then you got to find someone who's going to take you there exactly that's such a great point i feel like uh you brought up the youtube thing i feel like i'm definitely one of those people sometimes i kind of i try to take shortcuts and look up youtube real fast on how to do this how to do that and that's that's a bad habit like you want somebody to help you, like you said, and it really, it makes a whole, the huge, hugest difference is guidance and mentoring and like really, uh, you know, letting it seep into your life rather than just some quick fix. And the thing is right now, there's no excuse not to do that because if your path to like more freedom of time is going to be building some type of online business or brand or something like there are people who are doing it right now, who can show you exactly what to do, and you pay, no offense, but a fraction of the cost of a college degree. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. if that's what you want to do, like you can find you can find the most expensive online business mentor who's gonna charge you ten grand, even twenty grand. Like I know I know a guy who charges twenty grand. Wow. But he's kind of like the me- he's kind of like the mentor's mentor. Yeah. But even if you spent twenty grand like how much is a four-year college degree going to be you know if you get if you with no financial assistance with for the average person you know who has no financial assistance it's hundreds of thousands of dollars Uh and like in so 12 months from now could be completely different so there's no excuse from my point of view now not to just to make it happen yeah that's that's so true like if I could go back in time, I probably would have never enrolled in college. I, I hate to say that because I put in so much like time and effort. But nowadays, you could. There's so many resources out there. There's so many people making these courses and uh, you know teaching people the ways to become like successful without a college degree. It's totally doable nowadays. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it, it wasn't at all you needed a a degree to you know reach that level of financial freedom yeah and that's something you can do for your son that's something i'm going to do for my kids is oh yeah i'm starting as soon as they turn 10 12 you know i'm going to say hey what are you guys interested in we're going to start brands together and we're just gonna i'm going to do the work and i'll teach show them what i'm doing this can be building it for six to eight years and by the time it's time for them to go to college they can either go to college or they can continue running this profitable brand and not have any student debt and take over a profitable, profitable online business. So Gosh, that's, that's awesome. That's a great idea. And you, you'll be able to do that too. I mean, you're going to have all this experience and all that kind of stuff. Like why go to college and especially, I mean, by the time my kids, your kids go to college, it's going to be half a million dollars at least for a, <laughs> for a four year degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like, why do all that? Or you can show them exactly what to do better than four years of professors who've never done it before. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm not going to keep you any longer. Um, it's been really, really fun talking to you. And I want to keep – hopefully we can keep working together with um, our brands and supporting each other. And um, I love the blog you wrote for – rising father you can check it out on risingfather.com that i think it was why dads need to celebrate oh, am yes. i right yep that was the one very good read um check out luke at dads digging deeper on instagram 
you're on medium um all the social media channels it is is it all dad's digging deeper uh yeah but i just wanted to say thank you so much for having me and i'm i really really appreciate this and i i look up to rising father as a brand and you know you as a dad i love watching your content and you know what you do with your kids and i i really i honestly look up to that so you know you're influencing more than you think but um yeah facebook twitter uh Instagram, TikTok, pretty much everything, Dad's Digging Deeper. Uh, you know, visit dadsdiggingdeeper.com. I just implemented a new store with some cool little products for you guys. Um, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I try to post new articles every week. Hopefully in the future I'll be posting a lot more. And, yeah, just, you know, thank you very much for this. Awesome, man, and thanks for those kind words. Appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time, and thank you, Luke. All right, thank you very much.